with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yes, a very good evening. Welcome to Full Time on this Monday evening with myself. Martin Quilty, hope to keep you all here for the remaining 50 odd minutes or so that we have. We're going to be having a chat about hurling. We'll be having a chat about boxing. We will have even Niall Kenny coming in to have a chat to us about a darts exhibition that is going to be taking place in Freshford at the weekend. And there's lots of other stuff that was happening as well all over the week. And you never know what we might catch up with as well. But first of all, there was lots of hurling action that was taking place over the weekend. Michael Welsh will be joining me shortly to have a chat about Thomastown and O'Loughlin Gales. But first of all, we are going to hear from Mark Bergen and uh, young... Is it Mark Bergen? I think there's a double one here. Um, Connor Heary, that's correct, yes. So you'll be able to hear from them and then we will have a chat with Michael Welsh. So don't go anywhere. Okay, apologies about that. Mark is not actually coming out. Let's see if we can actually hear from Noel Doherty. Noel, you'd have to be happy with that. I know you were favourites coming down here to Wexford. Clebon probably had a little bit of an off there, but to be fair to Thomastown, you started this game well and you certainly finished it well. Yeah, we did look. We were facing into the unknown, really, and, and it was about getting our own house in order. And, uh, yeah, look, obviously, we came down. We were looking for... We had a job to do. We were looking for the results. We got the results. Uh, Performance-wise, then, yeah, happy with a lot of the performance, in particular the first half. Thought we were, you know, again, quite composed, worked the ball out well, took our scores well. Um, you know, we gave it to the, 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 the player in a better position. So, yeah, very happy with the first half. Uh definitely got a bit scrappy in the second half and look uh, there's plenty to improve on yeah they were always going to come back with some kind of a fight I know they had an off there in front of goal that's not your problem you probably were a little bit disappointed with your scoring returns in the second half I know you 2-14 on the board at half time but at one stage nearly at the end of that second half they were leading the second half by four points to three but in fairness to Stephen he popped up I think he's ended up at one three in the last few minutes yeah like as the second half was going and, and it can be difficult sometimes with some of those going, games you're going in uh, I think was it was it um, twelve points up? Yeah. Um, you know, just to keep that level, keep that up. But uh, yeah, d- disappointed overall with the second half. I think the lads themselves know it got a bit ragged. We tried to, you know, we we used it to offload the bench and try and just to give a bit of, you know, try and try and turn the tide a bit. Um, so yeah, look. We, 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 we got to look at different lads and yeah but overall not particularly happy with the second half uh, but plenty to work on plenty of work to do now your take on the sending off I myself thought with the time was in the game I know if a player does wrong but with the time in the game it was well into added time and all that it must have been very disappointing for the player himself but obviously disappointed for yourself I didn't see what happened but there was a sending off and it's, it's a red card yeah look I didn't I didn't see it uh, it was true a cl- crowd of players um, obviously yeah, disappointed Pointed, uh, something we would have spoke about uh, keeping their discipline so didn't see it so can't comment on the actual uh, you know the, the incident itself but um, I suppose overall I, I did think in the second half and we'd be very respectful of referees it's something we speak about the whole time um, but but felt the referee was trying to make a game of it uh, there at times and I didn't think that was his job to do that um, and, and you could see it kind of boiling over at stages there in the second half and yeah, it's disappointing it ended up with us Thomas don't get the lead sent off, but yeah. 
Okay, I'm sure you'll have a look at it and maybe if there's yeah. appeal or whatever comes there. Look at it's looking like Kildalki in the next round. It's been a great day in relation to the score. It was a great day for a game of hurling. So you'd like a day like this as winter hurling and all, and you'd like this every day. But uh, onwards and upwards, it's looking like Kildalki. I think of Mead in the next round. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Kildalki of Mead. Yeah, and um, look, it did on very well. Uh, I think I think I think their juniors and intermediates, if I'm not mistaken, have won as well. Like, they seem to be doing incredible work up there. They're a senior team again, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we are going to have uh, one hell of a challenge on our hands. Yeah. So we'll get. Look, I'm sure the lads will enjoy tonight, but to be refocused now and go at it again on on, on Tuesday and. Yeah, we look forward to the challenge. Yeah, before I do let you go, just on to Tom Dempsey, former Wexford legend. If you're not old enough to remember Tom Dempsey, he appears in Reeling in the years every now and again. But Tom was very impressed with the feeling of Thomastown today and your general play. And I'm sure you as manager were happy in some aspects. I know you said a bit to do after the second half and still a bit to do for the next half. But considering it's winter hurling, you have continued on from where you finished in the county final. Yeah, look, they're after having a really good campaign and great to see that, uh, um, you know, that they did continue on from that, especially in the first half. Um, there was some super scores, yeah. Um, you know, led by, yeah. Look, I mean, Tucker Thomas O'Hanlon there. He had, I think, he had one goal himself, but he was he contributed to about one six on the board. John Donnelly as well, you know, doing a power of work, very unselfish play. Uh, so there was a good spread of scores, some decent scores taken, some great off the, off the, off the shoulder running, great support play. Um, yeah, so so happy with a lot of the game. And obviously, you mentioned yourself, very lucky, you know, down here. November super conditions you know pitch was perfect for this time of year you know it's probably one of the best pitches around that I've been on the last couple of weeks so um, well done to the lads here yeah, that was Noel Doherty having a chat there. Right, Michael Welsh is waiting patiently on the phone. We're going to be having a chat about that game and the O'Loughlin's and Mount Leinster Rangers game. But I have a quick break to take. Don't go anywhere because Michael is waiting patiently to have a chat with us when we come right back. Keeping you in the game and in the know. Full time on KCLR. Looking back over the weekend action, Full Time on KCLR with Martin Quilty. Yeah, welcome back to Full Time with myself on this Monday evening. Right, as I said, I have a gentleman waiting patiently to have a chat about all things hurling. So let's get right into it and have a chat with two-time All-Ireland winner and KCLR co-commentator analysis, Michael Welsh. Michael, how are you this evening? Not so bad, Martin, yourself. Ah, sure, not a bother. Thank you so much for waiting patiently there for us. Right, let's get straight into it. There was lots of action over the weekend. You were at the Thomastown and Clebon game, first of all, on Saturday in the intermediate quarter final. The scoreline would suggest it was an easy enough victory for Thomastown. Was that the case? Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, they, um, they did very, very well in the first half. They just took the game on straight away and uh, they got some great scores. And... Um, they played extremely, extremely well in that first half and they had the game over at like half-time, to be honest. Second half obviously wasn't so good, but it's good from a manager's point of view because it gives you stuff to work on. Uh, but to be honest, the game was done dust at half-time with a really, really strong performance by Thomas Dunn all over the field in that first half. They seem to be gaining a lot of confidence, Michael, from their uh, county final success a couple of weekends ago against Moonkine. And that seems to be building on nicely now through the championship for at Leinster level. That's the quarter-final done and dusted. They have Kildalki next now in the semi-final. How do you see them going along in the Leinster championship? Um, I I think once they keep their feet in the ground, and I'm sure with Noel involved and over them and the last with them, that they will do that. I, I find it very hard to see them uh, you know, being beaten if they're if they're in the right frame of mind, they have so much talent. They have 
you know, they won the intermediate at their ease with brilliant performances and, you know, they've they bet very good teams, you know, comfortably and uh, I think they'll be a very strong senior team. As the, chap, the lads from Exeter uh, said to me at half-time, that's the senior team really, but look at, at the same time, you know and I know we've been down through, down through the years and different things. If they take a right off the ball at all, that'll all go out the window. So, Noel's big job, I suppose, and, you know, the better man will be to keep them absolutely grounded and take it game by game because that's all you can do. Anyone stand out for yourself from the game on uh, Saturday? Yeah, well, their fast forward line starting off, I thought, was absolutely brilliant. Um, John Donnelly gave a display for the ages. Uh, absolutely brilliant display. Robbie Donnelly was excellent. And the other wing, and Luke Cannellan got five from play. And uh, another extremely good player. But to be honest with you, Martin, all over the field, they were extremely, extremely good. Their backs very solid as a unit. And uh, they tied down any threat Clavon had and they just as a team played extremely well and very impressive but I saw them I saw them way back in the summer there and uh, I was very impressed in the evening I saw them and they just carried it on from there really they have a very strong panel as well you know there's a lot of lads that would be knocking at the door to get into a lot of other teams and I'm sure they're knocking at the door as well so that's still a good thing from the, the management point of view they have to have a strong panel and lads that come in can do very very well for them before the game started, I heard yourself and Brendan having a chat and even some of the local stations below in Wexford were talking about this. It was going to be an easy victory for Thomastown again, Clebon. Why was that? Was there a reason? I mean, I know there has been a long gap and we might talk about this uh, when it comes to the senior level as well, but there seems to be an awful long gap in other counties compared to Kilkenny. Yeah, well, as regards the gap, um, I just feel that these championships are becoming more lopsided every year because of this. Um, that's not to do with anyone except for, and it's not even county boards, they have a job to do. They have to promote in these counties hurling and football, and it's it's becoming more and more pronounced. Obviously, look, you're going to say to me, Baddy, it doesn't affect Baddy Gunner. I think they're a bit of a different animal, but certainly in the counties that we're mentioning, uh, it certainly has an effect and has had a big effect. In fairness to Clavon, in the second half they were much stronger now look to be fair the game was over but uh, it's like anything Martin if your last game is on the 20th of August and your next game then is the whatever date November and the other team has played two weeks before in a, in a county final and another week before that in a semi-final well obviously there's going to be a disadvantage there but but to come back to your earlier point I just think the standard of junior hurling and intermediate hurling in Kilkenny is well ahead of of um, of a lot of other counties to be quite honest and I, I know that uh, some teams can feel their senior team especially in the intermediate grade and maybe their intermediate team in the junior grade but I think the standard of those two grades in Kilkenny is extremely high and if you see the talent sport with Tullaher and Thomastown you know they're very very strong teams yeah, because Tullaher had a very impressive win against Cole Shanahoe as well at uh, the weekend. Mm. And that's two wins and the trot now for themselves. So they are in the Leinster semi-final as well. And as you say, everything is competitive enough. They're going to play Father O'Regan's um, next as well. So it's working along nicely for uh, Thomastown and for Tullaher so far. Yeah, and, uh, and as I said, we said on Saturday, if you go back to the history of when this started back around 2000, five or six I think Kilkenny teams bar one or two years we've been in Croke Park every January February whenever it's held we've been there every year mostly for the two finals definitely always nearly for one I think last year was one of the first years we weren't there and there's one other I think other than that we've been there every year and it's just as I said to you, it just goes to strength to show the strength of the grades that are in, that are in Kilkenny 
I suppose the big one that everyone was uh, waiting to hear and waiting with anticipation was going to be the meeting of O'Loughlin Gales and Mount Leinster Rangers and to see how this one was going to go. A bit like a lot of the teams in the senior and the intermediate grade, Mount Leinster Rangers hadn't played a competitive match for 13 weeks. O'Loughlin Gales had a very tough game against Ballyhale Shamrocks in the final. It certainly stood to them and it seemed that way especially for the first half because unfortunately for Mount Leinster Rangers they seemed to be off the pace a little bit. Yeah, and I've seen Mount Leinster Rangers play as well quite a bit and I'm hugely impressed with them any time I've ever seen them. And what I watched in the first half yesterday certainly certainly wasn't what I've seen up to this. To be fair to O'Loughlin, they they had a momentous victory a couple of weeks ago and a lot of their players were away and stuff. But they did what favourites do and it's probably something that you know that definitely stuck out for me. They, they put the game to bed early. Now look at the Mullins and Rangers supporters would say that they were as much at fault and they were. Their first touches off they had a lot of ways but to be fair to a lot of them they had a job to do. They got the early goal and they built a lead and basically they were nine points up at half time and while you can never say it was over and it certainly wasn't because Mullins and Rangers came back it was the platform and it was the platform that saw them through in the end. It certainly was. I mean, in fairness to Stephen Murphy, he did pull off a fantastic save as well from uh, one of the Mount Leinster Rangers players. And I was listening to even the follow up. You were saying that maybe it should have been buried at the time. You can never put down a Carlow team, especially the likes of Mount Leinster Rangers. They did win uh, the Leinster Championship was it back in 2013, I think it was. So they have yeah, experience there. Yeah, and in fairness to them, their second half performance was absolutely outstanding. They got back to four points like and they were really moving well and then the sending off came and to be fair, the Lockton's bench as it did in the county final, particularly with Luke Hogan, was very strong again. But like they made a great effort to get back, but you know as well, the energy you use to try and get back into the game is going to tell in the end and they got it back to four points. But they never apart from that one in the first half, which Stephen Murphy did brilliantly, they never looked, they never threatened the goal again and you always felt looking at the game they needed a goal and you know only two of their forwards really turned up Chris Nolan and John Nolan but the, the other side of that is we all know that the Lachlan's defence is as good as you get anywhere in the country I think at this level it's very very strong I'm going to ask you the same question as I did with Thomastown Ballyhale or obviously the reigning All-Ireland champions I know it's a bit early to be predicting anything yet but can you see O'Loughlin's going all the way this year? Uh, I can certainly see them yeah going a long way uh, I know that everyone is building up to Cormac I saw that some of that match before I left for Carroll yesterday and certainly Cormac are a very strong team but um, I think O'Loughlin's get better uh, when they played they rise to the challenge of what's put in front of them and they did enough what they had to do yesterday and I think they'll rise to this challenge again because a little bit like the county final maybe that you know people are talking up Cormac but O'Loughlin's are a hugely even team and they're very very good all over the field and I, I think it'll take a strong team to beat them particularly in Leinster yeah, I actually saw the full Kilcormack game uh, the other evening. Um, I think last night they played it as well, wasn't it? They did look very yeah. good, but in fairness to Neveena, again, I think they were nine weeks without a competitive match since they played a county final, and it actually looked that way as well. So it's hard to gauge exactly yeah, and, how and, and good. Some, yeah, no, something has to it has to be done. Like it's it's just not like you know some teams do win, and maybe they'll use that argument. To it, but it's just I I just think it's it's a lopsided championship now in what was great championships, and they're still great championships. Don't get me wrong and it'll end up being a great championship because when it gets to the latter stages you'll have the cream of the crop in it but I just feel that you know it, so, and I don't know what the answer is so it's not easy but I just I just feel that to be 13 weeks without a game and coming to it, to play a team like O'Loughlin's like it's it's just it's a no-brainer it's, it's not really it's not really possible to do anything and you have to give credit to Mountain Mr. Rangers they're, they're stuck at their task mentally 
Well, I was listening to Taggy and Terence Kelly yesterday in the post-match afterwards as well, and the same question was put to them. Is everyone's talking about a split season and how condensed it is and how much that there's no yeah. space available? But yet, when you look at it, there's Navain and nine weeks in Wexford. Now, I like, know you said there was football as well. Mount Leinster Rangers is the same, 13 weeks in Carlow, but there's football taking place. Surely we can work it that maybe there's hurling and football on week after week to keep teams and they haven't as much of a gap. Well, that's exactly it. You know, as I said to you, that's, I, I think that that question was thrown to the Wexford chairman. Now, he had a very good answer for it, and I'm sure they would have looked at that. But to be fair to them, to going into competitions outside of their own county without 13 weeks, uh, you know, hurling, and you can play all the challenge matches you like and do all the training you like, it only gets you so far. They don't come in near competitive games at all. And I, look at that to me is a simple solution. Keep it going up to a certain point at least anyway. But uh, if you if you have lads that are injured and they're out for four or five weeks, look how long it takes them to come back. So you have a whole panel that hasn't played for nine weeks or 13 weeks. So it's, 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 it's crazy really when you think of it. It certainly is, but a good weekend overall for the Kilkenny teams um, and also commiserations to Kildavon, Cluny, Gaul. We have to give them a mention as well because they actually lost out to Father O'Regan's um, in that uh, game that Tullerher are going to be playing next. Um, and there was one win, obviously, in the under-21A championship at the weekend as well, and that was for Dunhamagan over Bennett's Bridge. So Dunhamagan really flying this year um, at every age grade. But Michael, thank so much we look forward to a couple of weeks time but obviously you are a borough man as well and you have a big game coming up at the weekend Leinster final for yourselves the women are out against St Vincent's of Dublin no doubt the excitement is building outside in Dixborough yeah look at they've been done brilliantly over the last number of years uh, and you know just their second Leinster title and I think they're very hopeful this year that they they can go all the way but they're not realising as well or realising as well that they faced the, the champions of last year and it's going to be a massive task but yeah definitely great excitement and everyone looking forward to it and please God they'll, they'll, they'll bring home the title yeah, and it's in Carlow. What was the pitch like in Netwatch Colin Park yesterday for curiosity? Yeah, no, fair play to them. Like, it's, obviously, we're, we're, we're looking from the stand down, and it, but it looked absolutely great condition for the time of year. I mean, the mountain rain, the ups are falling, but it looked really good. Uh, you have to be on it. I'm sure it's, it's heavy like every other pitch, but certainly for the rain that's falling and everything that's taking place, it looked in great condition. Well, we're certainly looking forward to a weekend of Camogie this weekend and a weekend of hurling the following weekend then as well. So well, well done to everybody who's won and best looked to Dixborough at the weekend as well. And we will actually be out there later on doing a live broadcast for the podcast in Palmerstown. So if you're around between half past seven later on, come on down to us. We'd love to hear from you. But Michael Welch, thank you so much for joining me on Full Time this Monday evening and enjoy the rest of your week. You too, Martin, and thanks a million. No bothers at all. That was Michael Welch, dear two-time All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny and KCLR analyst having a chat to ourselves. Right, I have another quick break to take. When we come back, we will hear from Mark Bergen and Conor Heary next. And then we will also hear from Gary Kyo from Marble City Boxing. Lots coming up, so don't go anywhere. This is Full Time on KCLR. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty. Right, we are going to hear from Mark Bergen and Conor Heary next up. I did say we were going to have a chat then with Gary Kyo, but we're going to change things around a little bit because Niall Kenny is actually after walking in the door into the studio and we're going to be having a chat to him about the darts exhibition for Chalk Tom that will be coming up. So we're going to hear from Mark and Conor and then we'll be having a chat to Niall. 
No bother for all, Mark, listen, congratulations. I know probably a potential banana skin. You knew a bit about Rangers. Did an off day in the first half here today, but certainly he took the game to them. You took the lead and you controlled that scoreboard. Absolutely, Brendan. Uh, look, we knew coming down, at the end of the day, we're playing county champions now, you know, and uh, margin for error is very, very slim. Uh, we had a great start. We targeted a good start. We knew the Rangers, obviously, didn't play a competitive game in 13 weeks. Look, it could have gone either way in terms of their their start. We got on top. We got a few scores. Listen, the second half wasn't pretty by us whatsoever. We have an awful lot to work on in two weeks' time. It's a nine-point win. It's a provincial quarter quarterfinal. We're absolutely thrilled to, to get over, get out of Dr. Cullen Park. And look, I don't know who won the other game, but we're looking forward to two weeks' time. You're heading off, Lee. Kilkarma Kalahi had a big win against Dave Ennis, so it's uh, two weeks' time to more. Yeah, another huge test again. Like, you know, we played him in a challenge match during the summer and it was it was a very tight, super team. Um, but look, today was about winning. We got there. Leinster quarter final. You know, it's great. We're going into the middle of November now. The end of November, we're going to be playing two weeks' time. It's just fantastic for us just to be stay, stay, stay going now, like, you know. They took it to you in the second half. They were competitive. There was only four points in it before your replacement. Uh, Mr. Hogan got uh, Luke got the second goal. There was only four points in it that time and it was a squeaky bum time, let's say. Uh, absolutely. You know, the, the first, I say, 15, 18 minutes of the, se- the second half, they absolutely dominated. And I know Hoagie and the boys that mightn't be best pleased, and we'll sit down and we'll have a look at it and see exactly where it went, went wrong. But it is very difficult when a team gets a run on you like that to try and turn around. In fairness, our bench has been excellent throughout the Kilkenny Championship. Again, Luke Hogan comes on a great goal. You know, it was just a matter of you know working the scoreboard. Um, but yeah, you're dead right. They took it as well. But we knew they would. They're a serious, serious team. Um, and we're just absolutely thrilled now that we're in a semi-final okay, well listen Mark I want to lay well done and uh, I'm going to have a chat with Connor here in a second well done we look forward to heading to Tullamore you might make this winter short for us so be ready prepared you're in for a tough battle up there but well done today it's about winning on the day and you've done that so well done thanks very much Brendan just while I have it there uh, a good club member of ours Richie Kearns after going through a tough week he's in Beaumont at the moment and I just said that we're all thinking of him his wife Mary and his children Andy, Eddie and Ina and we wish him the best and we hopefully see him back, back on his feet soon and so see all of us thanks very much for that Mark lovely words and thanks very much OK our detailed men's were a man of the match Conor Heary the Lachlan Gales uh, left half forward joins me and Conor you hadn't scored up to the time Michael Walsh and nominated your man of the match and the minute he said it on the radio you got two points did anyone shout in that Mickey Wells said you were a man of the match no nobody shouted in I think I just got lucky ended up on the end of a, a few passes there that's all so yeah, you did quite well you contributed to a lot today a tough enough encounter Marcus just said it was tough but you, you, you led from the start and they tried to get back at you I know their first touch deprived them but you worked hard you turned over a lot of ball you did enough but as Mark said there's a lot more to do. Definitely, yeah, no, we did have a really good first half, but to be fair, like they probably hit a few wides that you know they, they could have gotten on a different day. So we probably went in a few points up, um, and we felt confident at half time, and we knew coming out was going to be a, a serious battle. And they really put it up to us, I say, for the first 15 or 18 minutes. And you know, we really had to dig deep there. And again, our subs com- coming in off the bench made, made a world of difference to draw us on, yeah. Tough match? Uh, very tough, physically. Like it's, it, I was chatting to Johnny Houlihan there, it's another step up from, from the county level there. Like you know, you can really kind of feel it. So uh, we're going to have to train hard now for the next two weeks and yeah. get ready, yeah. Just said the markets to Lamore now with Kilcarma Kalahi in the next round. Do you look forward to that? Lots of preparation between now and then, Connor. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be another big week and a half again of hard training, and then we'll, we'll, we'll set up then again, yeah. Okay, you're happy overall then today, but uh, you know as well as I do, and you're probably having me told that in your post match chat there. We've plenty of work to do now, lads, and we're back to the field on Tuesday night. This is it, yeah. But look, as we said, we're, we're delighted to be back training, thank God. Like, you know, we didn't want to be making it winter just yet, so we're delighted to be going back up to training Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it is, and going hard again, yeah. Okay, Connor, well, listen, well done in your detail, men's were man of the match, well done in your individual display today. Thanks. Well done, Lachlan, and I look forward to seeing you all until tomorrow. Cheers, thanks very much. Thank you. Connor, thank Cheers. you. Thanks for that.
That was Mark Bergen and Conor Heary having a chat there with our own Brendan Hennessy. Right, if I mentioned names like the Asp, the Iceman, the Magpie or the Bullet, a lot of people out there would know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of people would maybe think that I'm talking gibberish, but I am not because these are actually real names and they are the nicknames of some very famous dart players. And I am delighted that Niall Kenny is joining me in studio right now to have a chat about a fundraiser that is coming up on Saturday coming the 18th of November in Farrell's Bar in Freshford. And everyone will know that it is a dart bar. A lot of darts happen up there during the year and there is, uh, a, I suppose, an exhibition taking part, Niall, for Chalk Tom, and you're here to tell us all about it. Good evening. Thanks for having me on, Martin. Yeah, so it's um, a Darts Night fundraiser for Chalk Tom in, Kil- in Kilkenny, um, a well-known local mental health group. And um, yeah, so basically what's happening is there's two professional darts throwers coming over, Ian White from England and Limerick man William O'Connor. And um, they're going to perform on the night throwing darts against any punters that feel they can give them a game. So it costs 120 euro to um, to get to throw on the night, and of course all money will be going towards Chuck Tom. Okay, so the bullet himself is not coming over. No, the bullet wasn't able to make it. He was actually he's thrown this week in the Grand Slam in um, in England. So Ian Diamond White has taken his place. Well able. So he, is. Uh, he certainly is yeah mm. I've been watching Ian even when it comes to the, the World Championship I suppose Willie O'Connor is probably the most famous Irish person that anybody knows they played in the World Cup of Darts they won it going back a couple of years ago mm-hmm. obviously local man Steve Lennon in Carlo That's is right. there he's actually playing Gary Anderson I think sometime later on this evening in the yeah. Grand Slam of Darts right. um, so this is it's a big deal for anybody that likes to play darts out there that wants to come up against a professional and throw against them and it's going to be a great night and it's all for a worthy cause exactly yeah um, so th- the two lads that are coming are well known characters on the circuit and they're popular throwers so I'm sure they'll provide great entertainment and they're, they're always good to have a chat and meet people and you know it's, it's, it's a good it's a good bit of fun for the evening so the doors are opening at 7 o'clock in Farrell's Bar in Freshford on Saturday night. The darts themselves will start at 8 o'clock. So I take it people can just walk up to the venue, register to play, pay whatever fee it is to do it. And then obviously, depending on how many you have on the night, you might be there till all hours of the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure these, these nights can take on a life of their own. But yeah, no, everyone is more than welcome. There's no actual admission charge as such, but there'll be buckets there for donations and whatnot and um, yeah the lads will be there before the darts start to meet and greet people too and they're always good to stop and take photographs and chat away to fans so yeah everyone is welcome As I said Farrell's Bar is known for being a darts venue because the the league itself when it's on um the boys actually won it if I'm not mistaken this year or came very very close to winning it because we know we've had uh, them on during the year as well so there's lots of darts players around Freshwood but you don't have to be from the locality you can come from Carlow you can come from anywhere you just have to turn up in Freshford at the weekend on Saturday night and you could be thrown against a professional if you think you're good enough I, I don't think I'm good enough now I don't think I'd hit even double top <laughs> yeah well I was told before I'd be better off kicking him at the board but um <laughs> Yeah, so anyone can come. Everyone is welcome. I'm even welcome. I'm from Nisdowney. So, yeah, anyone that's around and has an interest in darts or just wants to support a great cause, they're more than welcome. We'll have music on the night and there'll be food and everything. So, 
Okay, so remind us again, 7 o'clock doors are opening on Saturday evening in Farrell's in Freshford. Is there a fee, did you tell me? There's no actual charge It's on the door. No, but for the competitors themselves? Oh, yeah, there is, yeah. So um, they're paid all right, yeah. So that's why we have to get as many people down as we can and raise a good (laughs) few bob. (laughs) I'm I'm not talking about the professionals now. So say for argument's sake, I play darts and I go in and I want to throw against either Willie or uh, Ian. Is there a fee for me to do that? Yeah, so it's going to cost €120 per person to to actually throw against the two boys. And um, yeah, there'll be donation cards where you can come out and 10 lines, if you sell 10 lines with €20 or whatever, you're making us plenty of money. So that's the idea. And also, if people want to donate that can't make it on the night, there's a website there, idonate.ie forward slash fundraiser forward slash Ray Tallis and it's done as a marker remembrance there for a man in Lizonia that we actually lost um, a few years ago Peter Santi Tallis he was well known so that's why we're liking to do it this year for um, Chalk Tom Aidan any relation to him? Yep yeah, Aidan would be a grandson so yeah plenty of hurling pedigree in him There certainly is and obviously you ran this as well last year it was for a different foundation and it was a very successful night for yourself so you're hoping again that this one is also going to be successful yeah so last year we ran it for the Irish Motor Neuron Disease Association um, and yeah we made we made actually over 4,000 euro to give to the charity at the end of when everything was totted up so we'll try and beat that this year you hope every year you hope to make a little bit more progress so fingers crossed now you have a few bits of memorabilia here in front of me and it's bad when I can actually tell you who the player is from the glasses that he's actually wearing in the picture. Uh, one of them is obviously Gary Anderson which is signed. Um, are these going to be raffled off or anything uh, at the weekend or are they just strictly for yourself? <laughs> I'd love to have them but we'll see if, if they're actually going to be auctioned off. So if you go on Farrell's Bar Facebook page and message um, message the, the Facebook page you can um, lodge a bid. It's a kind of a silent auction auction we'll say so yeah there's two prints one I have here that's framed and there's a bigger one and um, painted by a local Lisdowney man Paul Murphy he's on Instagram and he's great talent with the brush so yeah the people who arrive on the night and see it I'm sure they'll be impressed and they'll dig deep in the pockets and if Steve Lennon can beat Gary Anderson this evening that's going to go up in price yeah exactly <laughs> wishing Steve all the best he'll have, it. He'll have his hands full he certainly will are you watching the Grand Slam of Darts at the minute yeah I actually yeah I would be a keen follower of the Darts so yeah I'm keeping an eye on the scores and stuff I was I was busy this weekend so I didn't get to watch as much as I'd like to we won't say now what you were at the weekend <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a friend's uh, I could, so you could call the going away party a stag party in Atlow and so <laughs> there wasn't much television watched <laughs> um, and obviously the World Championships the PDC World Championships is going to be coming up uh, next month as well starting any of the Irish boys do you think has a realistic chance this year? Well sure William last year actually got to the last 16 so he'll be hoping to go deep into the rounds and Steve Lennon will be surely in with a good shot too but I'd expect Willie to be probably the best performers of the Irish maybe at the moment going on current form we'll see but um, yeah no that's that's coming up in the Alley Pally next month so it's uh, Christmas time it's always associated with the darts now so we're hoping people will be excited to come out and support her. Are you going over? I am. I'm going over on the 18th to a morning session. So 
that should be good <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it certainly will be a good session alright whether that's the darts now or something else in sure. it as well but uh, no as we said it is all for a great cause it is for Chalk Tom um, and all proceeds from the night will go there Farrell's Bar in Freshford Saturday night the 18th coming doors open at 7 o'clock darts will start at 8 o'clock and you can go up against William the Magpie O'Connor or Ian Diamond White is going to be the other one I'm going to kill on you because she sent me a poster and it has the bullet on it I was nearly getting exciting that he might have been there that I might have had a chance to go up against him but it will be a great night and Niall thanks a million for coming into the studio and the best of luck with everything on the night thanks very much Martin appreciate it not at all you're more than welcome right waiting patiently for me on the line right now is Gary Kyo from oh wrong button Gary Kyo from Marble City Boxing how are you Gary? Martin, All good. Thank you so much for waiting patiently there for me because I have a quick ad break coming up and I wanted to get you on nice and quickly. If you have a radio on in the background, you might turn it down slightly for me because I'm getting a bit of feedback here, like a good man. But obviously, you sent me a message earlier on today and we heard pieces of it uh, in the news. It was an extremely busy time for you and it was an extremely busy time for the club itself because you're only back from Zagreb uh, for um, a boxing tournament that was there where the Irish team done very very well straight then down to Wexford to the International Boxing Cup that was taking part at the weekend so let's start in Zagreb how did that go? Yeah look we, it's been a, a busy few weeks Martin We've, uh, we were over in Zagreb last week uh, we brought over three boxers from the club Tommy Fitzpatrick Keane Staple and Scott Delaney um, we were the only club represented uh, at the competition it was all national federations so it was a real big step up. Uh, it was a real big step up for our lads, um, and they excelled. They excelled at the level, and um, we ended up beating a couple of European bronze medalists from earlier this year. And um, we ended up coming back with one gold, one silver, and one bronze. So we didn't have much time to relax after we came back. We were pre- preparing straight away then for the Wexford International Box Cup, which took place this uh, just past weekend. Started on Friday, and the final day finished up yesterday. So. The club entered in seven boxers. Uh, we managed to get six through to the finals. Uh, we ended up with six gold medals yesterday and we finished fourth best team overall. So the competition itself had 450 boxers entered and there was over 100 teams coming from England, Scotland, Wales, Germany, all over the, the world really. So real high level competition but uh, our boxers again, once again, performed absolutely superbly. They certainly did. I mean, bringing uh, six Seven boxers down, six of them were in finals. I think six of them brought back gold medals. Um, it's an unbelievable achievement for yourselves. And as I said before, I mean, the club is only going from strength to strength. These people are getting, I won't say lads, because there's obviously females involved with G as well, but the, uh, boxers, I should be using. These boxers are getting better and better. Um, and it looks like that they have potential even to one day, hopefully, don uh, the Irish colours and take part maybe in uh, international competitions. Yeah, look, that's that's the plan, Martin, I suppose, with all our boxers. Um, one of the reasons we're giving them so much international experience, we do this travelling, is because we do foresee, eventually, they're going to get to the age where we see them in contention for national senior titles, national league titles, and obviously, with winning those titles comes international competitions such as your, your Europeans, your World Championships, your Olympic qualifiers, you know, and, and I have no doubt the talent that's in the club at the moment. Uh, not at the moment, but we'll say the next Olympic cycle, 2028, we will have boxers, no doubt, my mind, in contention. Um, and they will be chasing out the Olympic dream. So um, it's a phenomenal position to be in at the moment. Uh, where The club is thriving with juveniles that are coming through the ranks um, that are just, you know, they're, they're buzzing at the moment. They're seeing how well our youth squad, our juniors and our youth squads are doing at the moment. 
and uh, they want to be part of it. They want to be involved. So they're they're taking great pride in, in what the other boxers are achieving. And it just it, it's all building. The club is going from strength to strength, as you said. It certainly is. I suppose the fact now too that you're part of the Irish coaching setup as well, you can actually see what kind of boxers that they're looking for going forward to represent Ireland in international competitions and as you say hopefully we will have people out of Kilkenny fighting for us in the Olympics in a few years time in 2028 you can actually I suppose get the inside track of what they're looking for are we close to getting a couple of them onto the Irish setup fairly soon? Oh absolutely look we, we have we have endless amount of boxers in the club here we have currently in our own club we have five national champions um, which is huge um, that, that's absolutely massive for a club to have five national champions they're the number ones in the country um, so they are they all would be part of the Irish setup if there was a team travelling at the moment um, so you know we have we have plenty of boxers that are at the level um, to get to represent Ireland and it's just bringing them through constantly trying to develop them and keep them going um, and I have no doubt that over the next couple of years you'll see more and more um, Kilkenny boxers represent Ireland Um and look, that's, that's exactly where we want to be. I've no doubt that we'll have a couple more coaches as well that are up there. Um, and the boxers I'm trying at the moment, you know, they, they will be future coaches and, and probably better than I will be. So we're, they're coming along um, and they're progressing nicely. Right, I'm overdue. I have a quick ad break to take. Gary is going to stay with me and when he comes back from the quick ad break, he's going to let us know what is coming up next for the Marble City Boxing Club and for himself. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Full time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty. This is Full Time on KCLR. Welcome back to Full Time with myself here on this Monday evening. We're into the final part of it. I still have Gary Kyo from Marble City Boxing on the line with me. And Gary is going to let us know what's upcoming for the club next because no doubt there will be a busy period ahead. Gary, what's next? Yeah, so we're actually quite busy at the moment. Um, we have our Marble City Boxing League is ongoing as we speak. Um, that's, we have a couple of weeks left of that. We have boxers travelling from England, Scotland and all over Ireland coming down every Friday night. So we've roughly 15 or 20, the, probably the best talents in the country that you'll see are here every week boxing. That starts at 7 o'clock. Anyone in the general public that wants to come down and watch, they're more than welcome to see the up-and-coming talents in Kenny. And they'll see what talent is coming around from around the country. And they'll be watching these boxers over the coming years in the Olympics and World Championships representing Ireland. So it's best to follow their journey from the from the early days. Um, we also, we're on, in the process of getting our Scotland training camp. So we bring boxers every December over to Scotland. And we go on a full sparring camp and get a couple of fights over there. It exposes our boxers to the international experience that they need to compete at the, at the national level here in Ireland. And from there, then we are straight into Leinster Championships and straight into National Championships. So it's a... Uh, Busy couple of weeks, busy couple of months coming up, but uh, something we're relishing and something we're really looking forward to. It certainly is. Well, the very best of luck to one and all there and to yourselves as well going forward. We'll follow the progress all along and keep our listeners updated as well on how they go. And we wish everyone the very best of luck as they fight for glory. Um, and well done over the weekend. Great achievement for the club and for yourselves as well. Thanks a million, Martin. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That was Gary Kyo there from Marble City Boxing. Right, we're going to give a quick rundown in the soccer. Evergreen and Dean Celtic advance to the next round of the Pat Marsh Shield with wins over Clover United and St. John's respectively. Uh, St. Patrick's Athletic were the 2023 FAI Cup champions after a 3-1 uh, win rather win against Dublin rivals Bohemians. That was in yesterday's final. Um, obviously, in the darts, as we said earlier, Steve Lennon will be up against... 
Gary Anderson sometime this evening of course Steve being a Carlo man we wish him the very best of luck and in rugby there was a big clash at the weekend in the Leinster League as Kenny and Carlo met and Carlo coming away with a two point victory there right Uncary is in the building he'll be here between 7 and 10 with fully loaded as usual the mystery voice is on tomorrow 300 plus euro with John Welsh on the breakfast show and Ken Maguire is in all week for John Keane who's away on holidays so you'll be able to listen out to Ken he's back on the radio so well done to Ken and the best of luck to him in the stint I will be back again with news from 2 o'clock tomorrow but that is it from myself keep an eye out for all the upcoming sport that will be over the weekend there is lots to be done and obviously as I said we're heading now to Dixborough for the Come On Kind podcast you'll be able to hear that tomorrow evening we'll be doing a live preview show from there Um, so if you're about do call out to us but for the time being enjoy your week and as I always say mind yourselves be good and we'll chat to you again next week see ya keeping you in the game and in the know full time on KCLR with Martin Quilty 